Hey guys, I am so excited to share with you this episode. I actually get to be the guest today. This is a recording from when I was on the Jane Wareham podcast. Jane is someone that I met through the Women's Thrive Summit that we are going to both be a part of in March. Jane is a mind shift coach and she helps her clients to use the power of their mind to create the business and life of their dreams. She is amazing. You should definitely check her out. Her information is in the show notes below. And in this episode, we got deep into the inner workings of the subconscious mind, how to go from a place of scarcity and lack into abundance. We talk specifically about finances and the fear that really plays into keeping us at this perpetual place of lack. And I get pretty specific with some techniques that you can use right now today to help you shift into that place of abundance so that the material does follow. And also at the end, I give you even more solid techniques to bring this concept into other areas of your life. So check it out. Can't wait for you to listen and let me know what you think. Welcome to the Subconscious CEO Podcast, the only place where you will learn how to once and for all eliminate your limiting beliefs, eradicate stress, energetically align with the success you are craving, and learn real strategies to become seen and heard in order to define your brand and expand your business. My name is Jackie Adams, and I am an integrative hypnotist and energy healer with a background as a nurse, people leader, and entrepreneur. My mission in life is to make sure everyone who desires to step into their highest self and create the business of their dreams has these vital tools to thrive. So let's get into it. Hello, hello, hello. I am thrilled today. We have a very exciting episode for you. I have Jackie Adams here, and we together are going to be talking with you all about really a deeper dive, if I haven't gone deep enough, into the mind and how you can really use your mind to manifest your goals, your desires, and really almost reprogram it so you can live a successful life, whatever success means to you. So Jackie, thank you for joining me today. Thanks for having me. So good to be here. So happy that you're here. So a little bit before we go into this, I'm going to share a little bit about you, Jackie, with the listeners, since this is the first time hearing you. So Jackie Adams helps women heal trauma and eliminate stress on the subconscious level in order to amplify their business growth and expansion with an integrated approach combining hypnosis, breathwork, and energy healing. How cool is that? I've not had anyone talk about hypnosis. I love breath work, so I've practiced it myself, and I'm all about energy, so I can't wait to hear more on this. Thank you again for being here. Yeah, I'm excited to talk about it. All right, let's dive into this a little bit. I'd love for you, Jackie, to share with the listeners today a little bit about your journey. So, I mean, Jackie and I are both speakers at an upcoming summit, I've mentioned a few times in March, Women's Thrive Summit. And we're also getting to know each other a little bit here. So I'd love for you, Jackie, to just share a bit on your journey and why is it that you're so passionate about the mind, about the subconscious? What got you here? 
I, up until maybe five years ago, maybe seven years ago, if you would have been like, oh, you want to heal your subconscious mind or any, any mention of the subconscious mind, I would have had no idea what you're even talking about. I would think the things that just happen to us just happen to us and our thoughts are just our thoughts and there's not much that goes into it. But when I think back to my journey of growing up, I grew up with very little materialistically, but I did have a lot of love in my family. And I just really had this scarcity lack mindset that integrated itself so deeply into my neurologic system, my subconscious mind, my emotional system, that it really impacted me for years to come. I became like a chronic overachiever. I was always scared of losing what I had. I just clung on to money, thought that I was going to lose it. And so I manifested losing money all the time. I attracted people into my life that would on a very subconscious level, I didn't realize this, but that would take advantage of me or steal from me. And a lot of that had to do with my self-worth and the patterns that had infiltrated themselves from that young age of experience so much lack. So as I got older, I decided that I needed to be in a secure occupation that made money securely. The job security was great. And so I went into nursing because I also wanted to nurture. I also wanted to help people, which I don't regret going into nursing. It served me well in my life. However, it's a very grueling job. And over time, there's only so much that you can achieve. And being that I am such a high achiever and know how much I can accomplish, there is a cap with nursing. So I got into a marriage that was, I would say, not so healthy. I had some kids, I had two children, and started to realize that I wanted more. I didn't want to have to work so hard and give so much of myself to just continually be in these patterns of lack and scarcity. Because no matter how much I achieved, it was either all taken away from me or I could never get what I wanted to be happy and have what I needed. I was constantly living off of credit cards. And it's like I would spend my whole paycheck in five days. And then the other week and a half, I'd have to go into credit cards. And it's just like, why am I working so hard for this? It was awful. So I started to do some research online about how I could make more money and discovered that becoming an entrepreneur would really be the best way. And that sounded really scary to me because being an entrepreneur really meant that there's a risk involved. You can put yourself out there and you could never get anything from it. You know, you could lose everything. And I was like, that doesn't align with my core values of being safe. Our brains just want to be safe. But I decided that the alternative was just to continue on in the mindset and the patterns that I had been continuously attracting. So I decided to kind of go for it. And it did take me like a few businesses because it's like I'd put myself out there a little bit, then I'd get scared and I'd go back in my shell because it's like I revert to these patterns. And it wasn't until I really started to learn as part of my personal development along with entrepreneurship, because they go hand in hand so much, I discovered like how important rewiring your subconscious mind is. And what that means is like these patterns, habits, stories that we've told ourselves and have been imprinted on ourselves from the time we were born 
all through our lives, especially from childhood, though. That's how we end up navigating the world. So I actually, are you familiar with Tony Robbins and his work? Yes. So I've been to Tony Robbins a lot. I walked on fire seven times. I've volunteered at his events and I did all of that through healing my subconscious mind and the stories that had been there forever. So once I discovered the effects of that, I really began to step out of my shell and start showing up in this world, like taking up space and feeling more comfortable in my skin, feeling like I could ask for what I want and not be scared anymore of putting myself out there. And once I did that, I was able to start attracting more abundance and kind of turn that scarcity into abundance because they are opposite ends of the spectrum, but it is a spectrum. And we do oscillate through that spectrum over our lives. So we have to give ourselves grace in that learning process. But once you really like understand how to heal those stories and replace the stories with those that serve you and live from those stories and show up from that space, it can really help you transform what starts manifesting itself into your life. What amazing story. Like what a journey you've been on. And I honestly feel that a lot of listeners right now will resonate with the sense of lack that you might've felt in that scarcity. Could you explain a little bit even simpler or some more examples on what in your life living in the lack looked like? Because this is something that maybe listeners have heard and may not quite realize that by focusing on what we're calling the lack, by focusing on that, you end up attracting more of it. And this is how I've been caught in this vicious cycle. You clearly were caught in that vicious cycle, but thankfully got your way out. So if you can share with us in simple terms, you know, what are ways that we get caught up in the lack? I have a really good example that I think a lot of women probably and men can relate to. And the one example I'm thinking of is, you know, that feeling, have you ever had that feeling right before you go to check your bank account and you get like a pit in your stomach? Oh yeah. Like you don't want to see what's in there or what's not in there. And even if you know that you just got a deposit of a paycheck or like a tax return, you're still scared because you feel like, well, how long until that runs out? Does that resonate? That is a really good example. And I can tell you that for months, many months earlier this year, I was in a really bad money mindset. And I mean, I'm not afraid to admit it, to say it. Being a coach myself, I was using the tools that I had to try to get my head out of that. But what's so interesting, when I had secured some work, security, money, all these things are important to me for to live and survive. When I had secured some work, what's so interesting is the day that I was expected to get my first paycheck auto deposited into my account. I like had this thought, what if it doesn't get deposited? And and it literally didn't get deposited. And it had actually been mailed to me and I was in possession of it, but it looked like 
statement and it didn't even feel like a check. It was just like a paper. And I mean, I guess now checks are just paper, but it just, it nothing about it. I looked like a receipt from ADP who do like the big massive payments for a lot of organizations here in Canada. It just looked like a paper. It didn't even have like almost like the cut lines, you know, like the little dots on the check to rip off. But it's so interesting because like that resonates so deeply with me. And I'm sure a lot of listeners that even when you know the money is going to be there, but that feeling. Yeah, right. And so a lot of the work I do with my clients is I will identify what question which is like an open-ended, negatively guided question that we ask ourselves all day. These are questions that are running on default on autopilot. And a lot of the questions that we're constantly asking ourselves, like, what if it runs out? Or why does this always happen to me? Why is it that I can never catch a break? There's always something that happens whenever things start going right. These questions that we ask ourselves that run through our brains they seek out negative answers. And so we're constantly through repetition and reinforcement talking to ourselves negatively without even realizing it. So part of that lack mindset that's just been ingrained in us from things that have happened years in the past that aren't even happening anymore are transferable through practices and tools such as you know, I use hypnosis, I use breath work, I use energy healing, and we don't have to get specifically into all the nitty gritty details, but like just something simple as a takeaway is identifying those questions that we ask ourselves or those pits that we feel in our body. Just start noticing how your body feels when you go to the grocery store or you have to buy something on Amazon or, I mean, money is a huge one. So I'll just use money as an example. But what if, because I mean, a lot of those programs are serving us really well that we have, but there's also programs that are not serving us. So the programs that are not serving us in terms of lack may be that you're looking at what you have and what you don't have and feeling that pit and feeling scared and feeling like it's never going to be enough. So what if you could change that question in that moment and not allow yourself to go into that deeply or just recognize it? What I would do is just recognize it first and almost like allow that feeling to really go all the way through because we don't want to lie to ourselves. That's why I don't really believe in like straight affirmations, because if you just say like, I have so much money, I have so much money, I have so much money. When you really haven't addressed the fact that you're scared of checking your bank account, that your brain actually like knows you're lying to itself and it's not gonna do anything with that. But if you allow yourself to really feel all the way into that emotion, into that fear and validate yourself, it's almost like you're validating your inner child, which we have an inner child. I'm sure you know this, believe this and use this in your practice. We have inner children within ourselves from every single age, from birth until yesterday an imprint of our past. So if we can validate that and then speak to ourselves kindly and just kind of suggest like, what if it is enough? What if it's more than enough? Just get curious. Like what if in the future I could have everything I want or something better? Like just get curious and start opening yourself up to possibilities 
And once you kind of start feeling that shift energetically, I think that's the time that you can start asking yourself, okay, am I ready to open up my statement or check my bank account from a space of abundance, from a space of knowing that there is more than enough available to me out there. Start seeking out abundance, looking around you and just saying, what is abundant? Where is there evidence of abundance? There's an abundance of air in this room, abundance of trees in the forest. Prove to yourself that there is abundance and then go back to that question. That's so helpful. I think that is something that we don't naturally do. And when we get so caught up in what we don't have, and I love this topic of money, I think it's so relevant and so many people will resonate with this or have felt this at some point in their life, if not feeling it right now. And it's hard to break that. Like it's hard to get out of that. Something that myself, you know, and I agree with you that me writing out the funds are always there. If I just write it, like, of course, through repetition, but a lot of other factors too, beyond just writing that to practice having, right? To practice being grateful for what you have, or even just thankful for the things that you have. I think these shifts, like we have to be kind, you know, we have to be kind to ourselves in this and get curious as well, like have a curious mind. Something that was interesting when I was going through some of these very intrusive thoughts around money and my state of finances at the time, I did a little quick call with a coach of mine and she has like, okay, let's for a moment go to worst case scenario. She's like, let's go there. And, you know, sometimes in our mind, naturally, I know like, My best friend, she thinks worst case scenarios all the time, like extreme case. But what was so interesting, because I'm naturally not someone that goes there, I don't go to worst case scenarios every day. I mean, sure, with the money thing, it was causing some stress and anxiety. And I was probably thinking bad things would happen. But she's like, let's just go there for a moment. So as I started to go down this hole, I was like, okay, well, what would happen? Well, I wouldn't be able to pay my rent. She's like, okay, well, then what? And I'm like, well, I'd have to like find the money somewhere. And she's like, okay, and then what? And I'm like, well, I'd have to ask my parents for money. And it's interesting. This is like a very deep rooted thing in me where I graduated university, I had no debt, and I never asked my parents for anything. My parents are very giving people very loving. You know, they're always like, oh, here's 50 bucks. Go buy some Easter treats or like, you know, little things like they're very like, they're very giving. But for me, asking my parents for money was like rock bottom. Like if I had to ask them for money. And it's so crazy because so many people would so easily ask their parents for money. But I was like, no, I'm 38. I got myself into this mess. I'm getting myself out. But this is my independent like value, you know? Like it's all so fascinating on how the mind works and how something that could be so challenging for me to do. But again, so she had me go through this. So then she's like, "Okay, so you asked your parents for money." And then I'm like, "Oh yeah, then I feel a lot of like shame and like all these other things, which are really the reasons that are making it so challenging." But again, At the end of that conversation with her, I was like, okay, well, firstly, I've never not paid my rent. I've never not 
made it work. I've never had to ask my parents for rent money since moving out. And I've been living on my own for a long time. So it's just so interesting. The more curious that you get, you know, this is like, again, using our subconscious mind to really set us up for success. Like, find proof. Like, is there proof? This is the other thing. We're so easy to believe our mind. We're so easy to believe what it tells us. But like, is there actual proof of it? And when I started to get curious on that, yeah, I saw right away, like, there was no proof because I've never missed a rent payment in my life. And I've never borrowed money from anyone to do it. It's also interesting how things just stem back on our beliefs. I'd love to learn though, because I'm not familiar with hypnosis work. Can we talk a little on that? I'd love to know like when you're working with your clients, what does hypnosis do? What's entailed in it? And how does it help identify or work through limiting beliefs and self-doubt that might creep up for your clients and for listeners? Yeah. Well, first of all, thank you for sharing that story. I think that's one that a lot of people could relate to as well, that you know, sometimes the worst case scenario really isn't even that bad or something that we couldn't figure out or navigate. So I appreciate you sharing that. In terms of hypnosis in general, I realize that a lot of people may not be familiar with that or might feel a little bit like, ooh, what does that mean? Is it like mind control? And it's not. So I want to just for people who are unfamiliar with it, I'd like you to just compare it or think of it as a guided meditation. Because really, when you're in that space of meditation or prayer, these might be words or states that maybe you feel more aligned with, or your audience might feel more um, familiar with. They're states where you're connected to the divine, the fifth dimension, the universe, or just even like love or yourself, nature, you choose what you're feeling connected to. I think we've all probably had experiences where we feel just this connection to something we can't explain and we feel expanded. And what it is, is just our own interpretation, our own spiritual truth is how we feel that feeling and what we feel connected to. And when we go into that space, we are able to get to those beliefs that are deeply rooted in us, those habits, those patterns, the stories that we've told ourselves for years that may have been holding us back from achieving what it is that we want. And we can really guide our way into all of those and kind of reprogram them to align with your new upgraded beliefs that you want to feel about yourself that are in alignment with your truth, your goals, your future, your highest self. So that is like a really long way of explaining that all we really do in hypnosis is I talk to you. So, I mean, I do my sessions usually on zoom and what I do is I talk to whoever, my client And they tell me what it is that they're feeling, what's been holding them back, just the symptom. And often the thing that they come to me for, there's always something behind that because the symptom is not the problem all the time. Like when someone says, you know, I need to just lose 20 pounds. I don't know why I can't lose 20 pounds or I don't know why I 
can't make the money I need to in my business, or I don't know why my relationship with my mom is so terrible. All these things often we just need to go a little deeper. So I talk to people at the beginning, I find out a little bit more about them. I use their language, their spiritual truth, because I need to work within your value system. I can't just make up something and imprint it in your mind. You're going to reject it. For sure. Your mind is smarter than that. I mean, when I'm talking with someone, I'm just kind of relaxing them and they're going into like a meditative or prayer-like state and they're fully aware of what I'm saying. Most of the time people are like, I wasn't even in hypnosis. What are you talking about? But really all it is, is it kind of just eliminates the filters. There's constant chatter in our mind that tries to rationalize everything. So it just kind of removes that so that I can speak to those deeply rooted patterns that are there and rework them so that when you emerge, you naturally will start aligning your actions and your thoughts and your words with these new beliefs that you chose to have. But when you're just thinking about these beliefs that you want to have about yourself that would align you with your goals, it's so hard because you can't just consciously think your way into success. Otherwise, you would have done it by now. So I don't know if you know this, maybe some people already do know this on this episode, but only 5% of the thoughts we have in our mind are conscious thoughts that we are actively thinking. 95% of what drives us is subconscious from the minute that we wake up in the morning all the way to when we go to bed. And then even in the middle of the night, our subconscious programs are running the show. We don't even think about getting up and brushing our teeth. And you're making like thousands of micro decisions every single day. And those micro decisions that you're making are all based on the programs that are there. So what if we could just talk through while you're in this state of relaxation and then have you emerge and be able to make those micro decisions in more alignment with your new goals. Yeah, this is on point because I think anyone listening right now that is not feeling like you're getting, like you're not hitting your goals or you're not attaining the desires that you have in life or whatever it is that you want, if you're not seeing it around you and every single day you're feeling like you're just not getting there, this is what we're encouraging you to do is like, take a different perspective. I love that you said like when someone's like wants to, you know, be healthy or lose weight because I had an, a program which I coached people on mindset behind health and wellness because the thing is, Most people are just like, I don't know why I just keep yo-yo dieting. I don't know why I just can't lose these 20 pounds. It has nothing to do with you losing the 20 pounds. It has everything to do with what you're telling yourself. And if you feel worthy, it's not even the 20 pounds. It's just your, you know, worthiness towards it and the way that you're speaking to yourself. And that's so important. So today we want to remind you that if you're not attaining the success that you want, whatever success means to you, if you're not attaining that get curious. Actually look from within for a moment. Stop trying to find it outside of you. Stop trying to find other reasons or, you know, excuses or whatever it is like tap inside of you and think about how you're speaking to yourself. Think about the thoughts and you might even just say, okay, today I'm just going to kind of be aware. 
So as your day goes on, maybe you have your notebook as your day goes on and something happens and it triggers a thought like this happens. You send an email at work and then you start like second guessing something, right? Or maybe you're texting with a potential partner, new person in your life and you message them and then you're going back and rereading it because you're like, oh my God, did that sound dumb? Like, oh my gosh, oh, they haven't responded. Oh, they think that this, you know, it's like, these are things to become aware of. And this is how, when you start to understand the implications your thoughts have on your life, then you can start to better learn to control them. So before we wrap this up, I'd love to know from you, Jackie, if there's anything like, a takeaway for everyone. So to help them really start to, you know, tap into their mind here, what is something you recommend that they could do or try out that will help them get into better alignment so that, you know, they're at least trying to achieve their goals and getting their mind in the right place? So the best thing that someone can do is self-hypnosis. And that's something that I teach all my clients, but essentially what it is, is just guiding yourself into like a meditative state and then having like a pre thought out, like affirmation for yourself that you want to believe and just really like repeat that to yourself in that state. And the best times of the day to do this is the last like 10 minutes before you go to sleep at night and the first 10 minutes when you wake up in the morning. So the screen, like when we go into our screen and a lot of us have the habit, I've never done this. Of course, I'm sure you've never done this, just scanning Instagram first thing in the morning or (laughs) right before bed. (laughs) I used to, no more, but I definitely victim to that. But a lot of us have done that or are still doing that. And what that does is, you are in hypnosis when you are staring at a screen. You're in like a level one hypnosis. What it's doing is it's programming your mind with whatever you're seeing. And when you don't have control of what you're looking at, what you're putting into your brain, you're very like susceptible and vulnerable to these subliminal messages that are coming up. A lot of fear-based, fear-mongering news, scarcity tactics, marketing tactics, and that's all going into your brain and you're even more susceptible to it at those timeframes. So I think the best strategy for anyone is to put their phone down like an hour before they go to bed or even like 30 minutes or even 10 minutes, whatever you can do, whatever is reasonable for you and allow that last like 10, 15 minutes before you go to sleep at night to be only filled with visions. So like visualizing your future self, your future goals, being grateful for what you have, or just repeating some affirmations to yourself from a state of abundance and allowing yourself to go to sleep at night with that being the last thing that you've put into your mind. And then again, first thing in the morning, doing that same practice before you look at your phone or a screen. So good. I love this. And both of those things are things that I probably put into practice. I definitely was an Instagram scroller for sure. Just not even thinking about it. Like you just open your phone, you just hit Instagram right away. Same. But now I don't even touch my phone only goes off for my alarm. But now actually in the last month, month and a bit, I've been doing like a five minute mindfulness meditation on gratitude. So it like wakes me up. Like I'll put it on right as soon as I wake up. That's the only thing I'll go to in my phone and my phone's on sleep. So I don't see any notifications. I don't want to see anything. 
And then before going to bed, I'll either put on like a sleep meditation or sleep music or something because I need to shut my brain just as always going. So I need to shut it off. I find it so helpful, especially to like have a good sleep. And then one final thing I, because we look at our phones so much, I put affirmations on my phone. So my lock screen, I put like a beautiful, like backdrop. And then this is opportunities are always coming to me. I had successes inevitable for me. So I had like things that I was really enforcing beliefs in and I put it on my phone. So it's like, again, you don't even realize what we're processing. And I find that super helpful, but this is amazing. Self-hypnosis. I love it. Like incredible. How can the audience get in touch with you? I'll be sure to have all your links in the show notes, but what's the best way to follow you or learn more from you? How can they get in touch? Thank you. Yes. So best way to get in touch with me is through my Instagram, which is underscore it's Jackie Adams. And then there are some links on there. You can get to my website where I have a free eliminating limiting beliefs hypnosis audio. It's a quick, like I think 12 minute one that's pretty effective. And that's probably the best thing that you can start with. And I'm also available for one-on-one client work as well. I have some limited availability this month. Amazing. So again, Jackie, thanks for being here. This is so insightful and I can't wait to have you again. Thank you so much for having me. You're so welcome. Thank you for joining me today. If you enjoyed today's episode, I'd really appreciate it if you could take a moment to leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. Your review is like a guiding light to help me help others. Until next time, remember that you are loved, you are enough, and you are worthy of all that you desire in life.